What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoyed this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast. (laughs) It's the first recording in January. And it's also morning, which we don't typically record during. And we've just spent the past 35 minutes setting up our new tech equipment. I was literally going to say we would have had an episode out already if we would have known how to set up our microphones. It's really complicated, but we've now been podcasting for almost three years and we have this major upgrade. So if you are listening and you feel like you can hear us better, if you are watching and you can see us better, it's because we've upgraded. (laughs) Shout out to Adam. Yes, Adam and Wave. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes. But with uh, the new year upon us, we thought, why not talk about when we absolutely hated ourselves in smaller bodies? But before we do that, is there any what the actual fork moment you want to share, Jenna? Yes, I would like to see your live reaction to the testicle video that I sent you on TikTok last week. I was wondering if that was going to come up. Um, he called it cookie dough. He said, this cookie dough lookalike, like, bro, (laughs) you can't say cookies and cream dusted or something. It was like literally like beef testicle and then like beef marrow chunks that are the chocolate chips. I was like, no, like, no, they're not. (laughs) I I truly am speechless for that one. Um, Is that your what the actual fork moment? Absolutely. I mean, I've never, the thing, the thing that gets me is like, maybe people are liking, maybe people are giving the views to this video, like you and I, like, what the fuck? But like, he has like 4,000 likes on a video like that. I cannot wrap my head around. Like people are either subscribing to this message and are like really supporting it and looking to purchase it. Or I I, I don't know another, or like, I don't understand. Why do you take the time to like it? (laughs) I feel like when I went to the comments, well, I saw you sent it to me. So then when I click it, I guess it like automatically shows me the comment of like you or the, you know, whoever sent it to me. And I love how your comment was just, no, (laughs) there was nothing else. It was just, no. And I, and I don't remember, I don't remember any of the specific comments off the top of my head, but I feel like the majority were just like, what the fuck, you know, like, and it's, It's just that, like we always talk about, like people know what to post if you want to go viral. Like you and I know we could post certain things and it would go viral, but but our comment section would be like, kill yourself. Like you suck. (laughs) Like, you know, whatever. But like, (laughs) 
we know how to go viral. It's yeah. just like, we're not going to stoop to that level. I feel like. Yeah, there's so much in the social media world that I would love to talk about today, but I don't want to get us too far away from our topic. But before we do, do you have your own what the actual fork moment? Well, I feel like I'm going to pull up. I I said it to you really quickly off air. I should have sent you this. Honestly, I didn't save it because I maybe it was because it was like too triggering to me. And I'm like, wow, people are still doing that. But it was. Add your trigger warning for the episode first. Yes, thank you. Let's (laughs) let's definitely load up that trigger warning that, you know, in this episode, we will mention different behaviors that we engaged in to intentionally shrink our bodies. And that was... We wanted to add an additional trigger warning and disclaimer on this episode that when we chose the original title for this episode, we named it Adderall is not the answer. And when we chose that tagline, we were referring to Adderall is not the answer for intentional weight loss. Adderall is a prescription stimulant drug that is a mixture of two different amphetamines used to treat attention deficit disorder and narcolepsy in some cases. And when we're talking about the use of Adderall in this podcast episode, we were talking about ways that as two very young disordered women out in the world, we were abusing Adderall for intentional weight loss, which it should never be used for. So please know that if you do use Adderall as a prescription drug with, you know, treating ADHD or whatever that is, we never want you to feel guilt and shame for taking a medication that is absolutely necessary. So again, just huge disclaimer that when we're saying Adderall is not the answer, we're talking about abusing the drug for intentional weight loss. Thank you so much. And that was a TikTok that I came across was this, it looked like a younger, maybe college aged female. Um, and it, it was like some shot of her with cute music being like, hot girls, I forget exactly what it said. Something about like hot girls don't hold back their secrets. Yeah, and it's then the it like gatekeeping. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was it. Like don't gatekeep their secrets or whatever. And then it like cut to like her Adderall prescription being like, you know, like I, I take this drug that I'm prescribed. So I like, don't eat basically. And maybe there is this subconscious part of me that's like, oh, fuck no, because that's literally what I would do in college is I got an Adderall prescription, mostly because I tried it once to study. And I was like, oh my God, studying is so fun. Cleaning is so fun. Um, All of these things are so fun when you take amphetamine um shout out to that not being so fun once you realize it completely changes your personality but when I would take it I wouldn't eat for hours and that's when I started intentionally shrinking my body and that's when and and I'm really excited to talk about this in this episode is the external validation started from others noticing that my body was shrinking and that like just fueled the flame of well I'm going to keep doing this because I want to keep getting that external validation from others 
Yes. And I'm sitting here acting like I didn't do the same thing. Like my disordered habits stem over a very long period of time. And I mean, I was sorry, mom, like in high school, I tried Adderall once or twice. And in college, it was never like something that I I needed or did then. Um, But once I got to college and the same thing happened, at least you had a prescription. I was buying pills for $20 a pop. <laughs> from the kids that were also selling weed. <laughs> like, I was going to say, once word got on the street of my sorority that I had an Adderall prescription, let's just say I, I wasn't uh, innocent for that as well. But just because I had a prescription, I mean, my doctor was full of shit. I was like, I need help studying. And then it was like, okay, here you go. Like, it's like any drug nowadays. Like, kids go in and get Xanax or, you know, whatever, because they're like, I have anxiety attacks. And don't get me wrong, there are needs for these medications, right? Like, people do need them. Um, I was not one of them. One of those people. Yes. And I mean, my husband got an Adderall prescription when he was studying for his CFA exam, which is like this exam that spanned over five years, which was during like that studying time was when I was the most disordered because I was spending so much time alone. Um, But he had an Adderall prescription then. And I remember just like taking one or two, like, oh, he won't notice. And he didn't. Um, I say this every episode. Thank God he doesn't listen to them. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's because it's addicting. And that external validation, you connect it to this thing that you're doing. And you don't want that validation to stop. And it's very scary. Yes. And I just remember like my personality changing slowly but surely when taking it where I didn't really recognize it. But like the anxiety that would just skyrocket when taking it because it's just, it's an amphetamine, right? Like it's you think like, it was also related to like, you also were hungry. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. But just like the anxiety of like, first of all, like cotton mouth out the asshole, like you were so fucking thirsty and I can't even explain like the feeling of like, just Anyways, and then and then I just feel like I would get really like blow out of proportion if something would go wrong or if something would, you know, just not be going my way, like something very, you know, benign that would happen every day. Like if you spilled a coffee or something, it would be like the end of the fucking world and I would just like freak out. Um, But it just... Yeah, I think I, I guess I just when I saw that TikTok tying this all together, like I just yeah. I thought like silly me, I thought like people were over that. I was like, no, like I thought like we've told the younger generation, like, don't do what we did. Like this really fucks you up. But unfortunately, we also told them not to wear low ride jeans. But here we are. So. <laughs> But it's funny that you say that too, because there are days like I'm 35, like soon to be 36. I have a almost two-year-old and sometimes I'm like, but I'm still in college. Like, what do we mean? These kids are 15 years younger than me and blowing up on TikTok. And I'm sitting here trying to do the same thing. That's just like side note. But I think it is it's really interesting. Like when you look back, I think what your connection to that external validation and those behaviors that were driving that for you, that's the same thing with me that stemmed from, you know, my disordered habits that I would like to focus on today. Like the period of time that I think was the most impactful for me was my disordered relationship with fitness and 
I had never been complimented more in my life for looking a certain way when every other area of my life from my hair that, I mean, I talk about this all the time. That's like still growing back in. Um, my hairdresser comments on it all the time of how long it's getting. I'm like, this is six years in the making. <laughs> like it should be long. Right. Um, but for my hair to my skin, to my anxiety, depression, um, my relationships with people around me, my relationship with myself, my relationship with people that I love, like, my work, everything was spiraling out of control and pretty much at the bottom, but people were consistently telling me that they wanted to look like me. So I kept going. And that's really the conversation of not commenting on people's bodies, Yes, you know, which is everything. But the reality is, it's like on the outside, I looked so happy. I was you know, living in this quote unquote, very heavy air coat quotes, like what I always wanted to look like. And I was, I not only hated myself, I hated every other aspect of my life. Yes. That's really scary. Yes. And I couldn't agree with that more. Like when I was going through those changes externally and again, like to no one's fault, that's a lot of people compliment bodies not knowing that how dangerous that is, right? They didn't know that I was taking Adderall and that I was like trying to do this. And so, and again, I want to say like, I was probably even, even myself subconsciously, I wasn't sitting there like, I'm going to take this Adderall and it's going to shrink my body. But like looking back now, I'm like, oh, that's definitely what I was doing. Right. Um, But like the behaviors that were paired with that. It wasn't for me, it wasn't just the Adderall. Like I remember when I would take Adderall, right. I wasn't hungry. So then when you would come off of like the high of the Adderall and you would crash, I'd be, I would just like binge and then it'd be like, okay, see, this is why I need to take Adderall because if I'm not on Adderall, then I'm going to be out of control around food. And again, like when, when I would hear that external validation from people, I was like, well, this has to continue then so I can continue to look like this so I can continue to get attention or love or validation but this comes back to then what are you centering right like our worth clearly was tied to the size of our body right because that's why we kept doing it because we kept getting the external validation which then told us that what our core belief was was a smaller body as a better body, a smaller body is more loved. And that external validation basically fueled that flame. But we know now that that's not true at all. Because what you just said is so powerful that we need to come back to is that it changed your personality, right? Like it made, it made your entire personality about like your next fix essentially. Right. So that you could continue down this path, which was destructive, but at the time you didn't know that. And that was the same thing for me. It was, you know, one more workout will get me even further along and even closer. I couldn't have a conversation with people about anything other than the gym. Right. And like, that's not normal. And like, that's not healthy. And there's nothing about that that is healthy. And like, here's the other thing. Like this conversation started by you saw this on TikTok as something that's being normalized. Exercise, bodybuilding, like shrinking your body in the gym, especially in January. Right. Like 
this is 100% normalized behavior. So unless somebody is calling it out as unhealthy or not normal, it just is continuing to perpetuate this cycle. And it's really terrifying. Amazing point that you just had. And I, I was writing while you're talking. I saw you writing. That's what I was talking. I'm like, what I, did you I was like, of? don't forget this because mom brain can't remember anything. But I wrote down present and I circled it. And side note, I forgot to text you about this. Have you started watching Sex Life of College Girls on HBO yet? Obsessed. Obsessed. I'm on the new season. Okay. I like binge watched it and like two days done. Um, but I, it like it's like nostalgic when you watch it and you know yeah, and I many still think I'm 21 <laughs> yes in so many ways um but like I had like a little bit of grief while I was watching it because I was just like again like so grateful to be where I am in life right we had to go through what we went through to get to where we are today all of those things but it makes you grieve that chapter of your life that like what if I could have the awareness and the knowledge and the inner knowing and, and, you know, just everything that we talk about on this podcast, like, because like you said, I couldn't be present in conversations. Like I think about all of the resources and clubs and activities and things that Penn state had to offer us that like, I simply did not even slightly take advantage of because all I was consumed with was shrinking my body. And what do I look like? And do people like me? So true. And it like, like makes me so, so sad. Yeah. Like I, what I would give to be young. And that's why like for our children, like for them to just know, like they are enough and to not have to have that because like, then they can enjoy high school, college, you know, whatever years of their life it is. Um, because yeah, it just, I, a part of me loves that show, but then I like grieve it because I'm like, oh, if I could go back to Penn State now, knowing what I know, like how different would it look? I know. I feel the same way about a lot of different stages of life. Like for me specifically, that's like how I feel about my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, because my entire like lead up to my wedding was when all of this like true shit storm started for me and I remember that from the outside looking in yeah you were my boss then like because the dress was so dramatic and like I had a personal trainer at the time who I'll never forget this and like I've made a TikTok about this before about how like trainers have a huge responsibility with the words that they use especially male to female and this was in Hoboken at the boxing gym And the trainer said to me, I showed him pictures of my dress on my first fitting or when I found the dress and like, I took pictures of the front and then the back because the back had this like beautiful lace. Um, And I'll never forget this. And I look at these pictures now and I was like, what the, like, why did I even listen to this man? But um, he said, you know, from the front, it's okay. From the back, we have a lot of work to do. You don't want to be photographed from the back looking like this. And I was like, I picked this dress because of the back. And like, from then on, I was obsessed with like, what does my back look like? Like everything, like every choice I'm making is like for these pictures. Um, And, you know, I can't have 
a drink tonight because with my fiance, because it's going to go right to my back. Like this was literally what I was thinking for every single phase. And so like all of those fun and exciting times, like there was this like little chip on my shoulder and little like thought in my head. That's like, don't do that. Like the pictures, the pictures, the pictures, plus the pictures are so fucking expensive. They're like, you want to like them, right? But like, that's what I, that's all I could think about because that one comment, like spread like wildfire into every area of my pre-wedding experience. And like that really stuck with me even beyond the wedding, like for a very long time of like this, like little reminder or thought in my head. So I think if I could go back and I was just recently at um, my co dietitian's wedding, Danielle. Now, Danielle Horgan, she was absolutely stunning. The wedding was absolutely incredible. And I remember having conversations with her leading up to her wedding, like about how she's so grateful that she's not in that headspace because she was really able to enjoy her engagement and her wedding and all of the lead up to it. And like, I'm so proud of her and so happy for her. And also, like you said, like there's grief there for like I would have done it different. I don't have regret because it was beautiful, but there are things that I would have done differently if, if I had a redo. Yeah. And you, again, it comes back to what we just talked about of like enjoying the present moment. Like that's what diet culture takes from you. And it it comes back to the, the core belief that what we look like is the most important thing and centering the belief that smaller bodies are better and more beautiful, which we know is just like, absolutely not true. Um, and I'm sure you have so many clients that you've worked with too, that have gotten married that like, they're, they're so happy when they get their pictures back. They're like, I don't give a fuck what I look like in the picture. Like I see my joy coming through or like all I look at, like all I see when I look at this picture is love and celebration and like what it's actually about. Um, but can we also just say that like that trainer was a fucking dick. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I was <laughs> I like, <laughs> I was afraid of him. Like, I remember like, I, I liked the one that taught the class. I know his name, but I'm not going to say names. And he was like nice and funny and like whatever. But I know who you're talking about, who you got personal training with. And I was like, actually afraid of him and like, didn't want to go there. Like, thank God. I know that he doesn't listen to podcasts. And who gives a fuck if he does? Because he was a professional fighter and like the heavyweight, like air, like I was terrified of him. Yeah. (laughs) But I want to read you something from two things I wanted to say. So number one, when we were talking about kids and instilling things in them, um, I have a friend, her name is Amanda, who I met through Jimbery, and she's also a life coach. And I joined her like mommy mindset class. It's actually called MILF mindset, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, And I took her like session yesterday. And one of the things that she talked about is how she does affirmations with her son's the exact same age as Noah. He's like two or three weeks older. Um, And she does affirmations every morning with her almost with her two-year-old and how he'll now he's she's done it long enough that he now repeats them and so for you like you if I'm sure you already do this but if you don't like doing it with Sienna even now would be amazing but so I just started doing it with Noah I did it like a million times with him last night and she said to really make them look in the mirror and say it because between the ages of zero and seven is when kids like brain development is when they really start to learn like the thoughts about themselves so like if you call your kid crazy or if you call them bad like that's that self Filling prophecy where like they start to believe those things. But if you can instill these like super positive and like important messages in their brain, like they believe those. And so this is just so cute. So I did, 
I am important. I am strong. I am confident. I am healthy and I am happy. And so this morning, Noah woke up and he said, I am competent. (laughs) It was like a combination of important and confident. And it was just the cutest thing I've ever heard. So I had to put that out there. And so now when he looks in the mirror and like, again, we've been doing this for 24 hours. When he looks in the mirror, because there's a mirror right outside my office door, he'll like say it. And it's so cute. So like, that's something that like, I'm going to break this trauma cycle of the negativity with him and bring it like full circle there. Um, And for any parent or caregiver out there, like I highly recommend it. It is so cute when these little kids can start talking like, oh, but this morning, one of my New Year's intentions is to journal three times per week, because I know that if I say to journal every single day, I just won't do it. And then I'll feel like a failure when I don't. Um, But this morning I had the opportunity to do it. And one of the things that came across was about how I am constantly in a state of comparison and I need to pause and think about this deeper. This is not seeing, this is not serving me and it never will. Comparing myself to people on TikTok literally blunts my creativity instead of expanding it. And I am seeing the proof of this in the videos that I make that when I am 100% myself, the outcome is 10 times better. So cheers to me. Um, In the end of this journal article or this journaling session that I wrote, I came full circle with this conversation. And I said that I'm also pumped to do some exercise today that is heavy in strength training. I feel excited about this for the first time. This excitement is rooted in a feeling. And I remember a feeling that I remember being excited about when I previously exercised for the wrong reasons. I want to change this and I want to be grateful for the body that I am in and for the growth that I am now chasing a feeling and not a look. And I think that like, I like literally just like set a timer and just like let this out. And I was like, I have to find a gym. (laughs) Like I have to do this. Um, And so I wanted to share this because we talked about these like disordered behaviors rooting into hating ourselves but there's still so much joy and health in the active strength training that I'm realizing that I really miss. Mm-hmm. And I miss it for a feeling that I know I can feel from that activity when it's not rooted in all the wrong reasons. And so I did want to share that because I get questions all the time about healing a relationship with fitness because people know my past. And I'll be perfectly honest that like I am still healing. And this is a huge moment for me, like huge. Hmm. Thank you I for sharing done. that. <laughs> I love that. And I know, I think it's true. And I think you and I definitely got into this a little bit with the diet starts tomorrow girls on our podcast with them. Cause we were talking about how, like, I forget which one really enjoyed the strength training. And then, and then I was like, well, I don't, but I think that's because Emily. Of, yes. Because that was my, um, you know, trigger. a trigger for me, but like you're saying, like, there's still more to dig into there. Um, and I shared this in a TikTok. I don't know if you saw, but because I'm also digging into my relationship with movement. And I think I'm starting to notice that for me, it's maybe not so much about the movement as it is prioritizing myself. Mm. And I and I started to realize, and I think it's because like putting myself first in this post, very newly postpartum time is like hard, obviously, right? And all like if I had, let's say a list of things to do and it's like, okay, go to target and get formula or, you know, I'm just thinking of like random stuff we need to do like an errand list. Like I would always choose the errands over going to like a yoga class, even Mm -hmm. though I love yoga. 
And so I'm like, that's what I need to figure out. Like, how can I recognize, like, obviously if we were out of formula, like we need to go get formula, like that would be a higher (laughs) priority, but I'm just, I'm always bumping movement last Hmm. because I'm not, maybe I'm not viewing it as something that is positive for me. So I, I need to like dig into that more, but I was like, just randomly like talking to my phone and I was like, Oh, I need to dig in here a little bit. Um, but in addition to that, I wrote down while you were talking about the affirmations, that's something I do with Sienna, but I do it at night and I should probably do it in the morning. Cause she's so freaking sleepy at night that like, I don't even know if she's hearing it. Um, but have you heard Snoop Dogg's like doggy land? Oh my God. It's amazing. It's like, There's no one better to be than myself. So cute. I need to play that song for Noah. That's such a good idea. Yeah. We were playing it the other day and like bopping around with her and she was loving it. it's so it's just so true I mean they do internalize everything like this is how they learn and like how cool I mean my dad I never took him seriously but my dad used to tell me to do that in high school like look in the mirror and say this every morning and like I did but like had I again like hindsight's always 2020 like had I really understood what he was trying to tell me then like how could things have changed for like my path in life? Like we'll never know, but like, how can I have this more? How can I explain this to Noah in a way that like, it will have a big impact on his life. Yes. And like funny that we're talking about Snoop Dogg's words right now, but like when you think of your journal prompts and what we're talking about right now, like you need to believe that there's no one better to be than yourself. Right? Like, it's so silly that we're, like, quoting fucking Snoop right now. But it's at the root of everything that we're saying, how we started this episode. Like, we engaged in disordered behaviors because we thought we weren't good enough. We didn't look good enough. And if we changed how we looked, that that would change how other people would perceive us and that we would then somehow love ourselves. When, if anything, everything that we engaged in made us hate ourselves more And now we don't give a fuck about that size of our body. That's not the centerpiece of the intentions of any of our behaviors. And life is a lot more enjoyable on this side. And life honestly feels better because when you think about it, when you're fed, (laughs) when you're eating to a, a point of feeling pleasant and comfortable, right? Like, there, this can go in so many different ways. So I'm just going to keep it concise, but like you have the energy to think and you have the energy to feel and you have the energy to hold conversations and move if you want to or not. Like there's just so much in my life that was like done half-assed because I was fucking hungry. Like, yeah, you know, and like, you weren't making decisions based on what you wanted. You were doing things because you felt like you had to, or they were rules or now it's, it's a, it comes back to the mission of intuitive eating, like learning how to trust yourself again. And that inner voice. It's crazy. But I mean, this was exactly what I hoped to achieve by talking about this today. And I think the intention behind us sharing this is to help prevent one person out there from walking that same path. And also to know if you're having these thoughts that you're not alone. Absolutely. And that you are enough and we hope that you believe it. And there's no one better to be than yourself. Snoop doggy dog. (laughs) 
Um, I do, before we close out today, I do want to share what we are thinking of doing for some upcoming episodes, which is sharing listeners' stories or answering some of your questions. So what's our email address? What the actual fork at gmail.com. Um, so if you have a success story, if you have something that you want to share, if you have a question for Sam or I, if you, you know, have a win, we're going to think of like a cool name for this part of the podcast, but we would love to dedicate a part of our typical intros or our one-on-one episodes together to you guys, because you've supported us. You've helped us in so many ways, and we want to give back and also share your stories. We have a couple that we're going to share in some upcoming episodes, but we want to put it out there for everyone to submit, to email, to ask away. Um, and just email is a little bit better than DMs so that we can keep it all in the same space. Anything yeah. you want to add? I just, yeah, I was just going to say, I won't get lost there. So you can email us any wins that you've had from listening to the pod or any questions that you have at whattheactualfork at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whattheactualforkpod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.